Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. My name is Dr. Monique Smith-Gadson, also known as Dr. Mo, a Christian licensed professional counselor specializing in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We aim to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Quite simply, we help the church help the people. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to have you to join us for our conversation on today. I would like to take time to thank everyone for listening to this podcast, to those of you who have subscribed and shared, rated, and have written reviews. I'm so appreciative of your support and your encouragement. Please continue to do that, to share, to subscribe, so that we may be encouraged as we continue this work that is before us. Thank you so much. Today, I will be talking about lingering in Lamentations. Lamentations 3 and 32 reads, even if he causes suffering, he will show compassion according to the abundance of his faithful love. Lingering in Lamentations. African-Americans have experienced straws that have literally broken our backs time and time again. We have been resilient, resistant, rebellious. We have watched our sons and our daughters, our brothers and our sisters, our nephews and our nieces, our fathers and our mothers, our aunts and our uncles, our godmothers and godfathers, our friends and our acquaintances die at the hands of others because we have jogged, we have sat at home, we have been in car accidents, we have cell phones, we leave parties, we play loud music, we sell CDs, we sleep, we walk to the corner store, we play cops and robbers, we go to church, we eat Skittles, we hold hairbrushes leaving parties in our honor, we party on New Year's, we get traffic tickets, we lawfully carry weapons, we have car problems and breakdown on public roads. We shop at Walmart. We have disabled vehicles. We read books in cars. We are 10 years old walking with our grandfathers. We decorate for parties. We ask questions to a cop. We cash checks. We take out our wallets. We run, we breathe, we live. We are arrested and fear 
that that moment will be the time of our death. The generational trauma, the racial trauma, the developmental trauma, it has become too much to bear. When I listen to my friend talk about how she and her son break down and cry because she is afraid to allow him to ride his bicycle with friends. When I listen to people say their children want to be white so they won't die. When I see people of color questioned about making deliveries in neighborhoods or working out in gyms, when I see men threatened while doing nothing with a sinister and smirky woman saying, I'm going to call the cops and say that a black male is harassing me. When I see whiteness police blackness as though there is some superiority as opposed to a respect for a fellow image bearer of God. When I have to watch my own children's social media posts filled with the injustices they constantly see inflicted upon others who are kin due to their skin. It has become too much to bear. I feel like Job, after suffering much from calamity after calamity after calamity, I thought the silence from parts of the body of Christ that profess to worship the same God I do and not the idol of whiteness or the blue-eyed replica of our Lord and Savior. I thought it was due to giving space to lament after they looked upon the intense suffering of Black lives. However, it's been years now. It's been yet another murder after another one, another lynching on camera, and there is still silence from the body of Christ. But when there are words, after we are executed and lynched and murdered in broad daylight on camera, and we still have to hear excuses and belittling and criminalizing and all lives matter and blue lives matter, which do nothing but deflect from the traumas we experience and seek to bypass our pain and disbelief and fear and frustration and the injustice bore by an entire people group. Yep, I had no words. I had nothing to offer during the midweek service to the church segment of this podcast. Because my response to the constant trauma has brought me to a state of immobilization. Because I could no longer deal with the irrational rationale. If you cannot engage me emotionally, if you cannot offer something that tells me you get it emotionally, you can keep your quoting of scriptures and you're asking why riot and your defense that these lifeless limp bodies, these people had to do something wrong. Or maybe it is because of their former wrongs. I now understand all the more Job and his distress 
He had quote unquote friends who are trying to rationalize his plight instead of engage his emotions. He could not feel safe with his friends emotionally. He had to defend his thoughts and his feelings. And he is the one suffering greatly. I say to the body of Christ, using the words of Job found in Job 19, 1 and 2, how long will you torment me and crush me with your words? Lingering in limitations. And then there has been a, a desperation. God, I need to see you now. I cannot and I will not lose hope in you, but I need to see you now, Lord. And then comes Habakkuk, who cries out before us in the first chapter, the first four voice verses, giving us the words to bellow from our beings. How long, Lord, must I call for help and you do not listen or cry out to you about violence and you do not save? Why do you force me to look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Oppression and violence are right in front of me. Strife is ongoing and conflict escalates. This is why the law is ineffective and justice never emerges. For the wicked restrict the righteous. Therefore justice comes out perverted. Lingering in limitations. And as I myself seek therapy to, to deal with the effects of the constant trauma, the constant threats to my being and others in the community of Black people that causes our sympathetic nervous system to stay keyed up, always on alert, trying to prepare our bodies towards survival. This takes a toll on our physical and mental and emotional and spiritual health. Yep, uh-huh, that contributes to the hypertension and the heart disease as conditions we carry that the Minneapolis medical examiner decided was the cause of death for George Floyd, as opposed to the knee on his neck, restricting his carotid artery for six entire minutes. So I encourage you to resist those who try to steer you to a positive outlook, who try to cause you to feel shame because of the effects of systemic injustice, whether those effects are agreed upon or not, you do not have to carry the burden of shame on top of an already overly taxed body and mind that is overwhelmed by traumas. Resist the spiritual bypass. Spiritual bypass is the, the use of spiritual experiences or beliefs or practices to avoid or bypass psychological wounds 
and personal and emotional unfinished business. In essence, this is rejecting those experiences. Because what happens when we engage in spiritual bypass, we allow remnants of the unresolved trauma to remain within our beings. Yes, we will walk with a limp because we cannot separate ourselves apart from our experiences, but we will resist. Our emotional and mental health will not take hostage. We have joy. The world did not give it. And that way, the world can't take it away. However, we are lingering in lamentations. We will resist. We will not praise God prematurely for overcoming when our bodies still needs to process oppression. And God gives us process. God gives us due process to deal with the oppression, the effects of trauma, the overwhelm, the unspoken, the God forbidden. He is a just God that allows us to cry out how long for however long. Listen to the words of the psalmist in Psalm 13. How long, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up my anxious concerns within me? Agony in my mind every day. How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer me, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes. Otherwise, I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have triumphed over him and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. Listen to everything that is spoken prior to the last few verses of this psalm. Observe this opportunity that has been given toward expression and laments before reckoning the ray of hope, the truth is recognized and spoken. The psalmist then says, but I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. Yes, for the sake of your mental and emotional well-being, I plead with you to allow your emotional and mental processes to run the course. Do not allow the horrific images and sounds and experiences and the effects of these traumas to remain stored in your body. I resist the lie that I cannot worship via lamentations. So we shall linger in lament. We will be as Jacob, we will wrestle, and we will declare that we will not let go until you bless me. Yes, remember that limp that I mentioned earlier? It is because we will wrestle to do the hard work of 
processing these effects in us, on us, and through us. We will be blessed, but we might walk with a limp thereafter. So while our spiritual leaders are working to encourage our souls, I work to heal our minds and our bodies. We must dispel the effects of the traumas upon our people. Lingering in lamentations. And since I'm lingering there, I return to lamentations as I close out. Some years ago, I did a seminar on grief at church. The theme came from Lamentations 3 and 32. So in my time of preparation, prayerfully, I was considering the professional and the personal. And the Holy Spirit led me to read the entire Lamentation. We are so quick to quote verse 23. Yeah, we like to... We like to get there to great is thy faithfulness, spiritual bypass in effect. However, listen to the word of God from Lamentations 3. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of God's wrath. He has driven me away and forced me to walk in darkness instead of light. Yes, he repeatedly turns his hand against me all day long. He has worn away my flesh and skin. He has broken my bones. He has laid siege against me, encircling me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have been dead for ages. We are lingering in lamentations. He has walled me in so I cannot get out. He has weighed me down with chains. Even when I cry out and plead for help, he blocks out my prayer. He has walled in, in my ways with blocks of stone. He has made my paths crooked. I'm lingering in lamentations. He is a bear waiting in ambush, a, a lion in hiding. He forced me off my way and tore me to pieces. He left me desolate. He strung his bow and sent me as the target for his arrow. He pierced my kidneys with shafts from his quiver, and I am a laughing stock to all my people, mocked by their songs all day long. He filled me with bitterness satiated me with warm wood, lingering in lamentations. He ground my teeth with gravel and made me cower in the dust. I have been deprived of peace. I have forgotten what prosperity is. Then I thought my future is lost as well as my hope from the Lord, lingering, remembering my affliction and my homelessness, the wormwood and the poison, I continually remember them 
and have become depressed, lingering in lamentation. Verse 21, yet, yet means up until a specified or implied time. Not until now does Jeremiah, 21 verses later, switches a tone and calls upon his hope. Listen, yet I call this to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish for his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will put my hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is still young. Let him sit alone and be silent for God has disciplined him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. Perhaps there is still hope. Let him offer his cheek to the one who would strike him. Let him be filled with disgrace. For the Lord will not reject us forever. Even if he causes suffering, he will show compassion according to the abundance of his faithful love. His faithful love. So today is Pentecost. I have dared to stand boldly like Elijah and say, answer me so that this people will know that you, the Lord, are God. I pray we see the idols consumed with fire and burned up at the very altar of God. I'm lingering in lamentations. Ahmaud Arbery, Botham Sean, Atantiana Jefferson, Jonathan Farrell, Renisha McBride, Stephen Clark, Jordan Edwards, Jordan Davis, Alton Sterling, Ayana Jones. I'm lingering in lamentations. Mike Brown, Tamir Rice, Charleston Nine, Trayvon Martin, Sean Bell, Oscar Grant, my soror Sandra Bland, lingering in lamentations. Philando Castell, Corey Jones, John Crawford, Terrence Crutcher, Keith Scott, Clifford Glover, Claude Reese, I'm lingering in lamentations. 
Randy Evans, Yvonne Smallwood, Amado Diallo, Walter Scott, Eric Garner, Freddie Gray, Christian Cooper, George Floyd. I'm lingering in lamentations. I encourage you to linger in lamentations. I encourage you to express your grief through the due process that God gives us by way of lamentations. I remind you that grief encompasses more than just tears. There are more emotions that are encompassed with grief. There is rage, there is depression, there is denial and panic and confusion and anxiety and, and disappointment and yearning and emptiness and pain and relief and rage and abandonment and envy and bitterness and rejection and distrust and hurt and, and, and fear and helplessness and betrayal. There are many emotions that are wrapped up in grief. So I encourage you to resist the bypass. I encourage you to resist circumventing, feeling the emotions. I encourage you to resist jumping over all of these emotions and storing this unresolved trauma in your body that it might manifest itself physically. I encourage you to resist by lingering in lamentations. Until next time, let anyone who has an ear to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. After you have heard my call, what will be your response and the church safe.